Hey, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When CJ and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use too. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. We use Anchor because we live over an hour away and it brings us together as if we're in the same room. The sound quality is better than Skype and more reliable too. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing so, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Hey CJ, remember that one time? (laughs) Oh yeah, it was fucking epic. You're listening to Remember Remember That That One One Time, Time. the inappropriate story time podcast. And these are not your mama's fairy tales. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Remember That One Time with your host, Chris. And CJ. And today we have got double trouble for you. We decided to do a little social experiment and we went on Facebook and we messaged every person we could find with the names that matched our names. So we looked for Chris Wells and Courtney Davenport's and uh, it went pretty well for one of us. Did for it? me, <laughs> for me, on the other hand, my plan, it completely bombed. Everyone I messaged is a stale bagel, and I'm so mad. <laughs> I got one reply, and the girl was like, oh, yeah, LOL, my life is crazy. And that's the last I heard from her. So apparently it's not that crazy. And then everyone else, I mean, I don't even think they even looked at the message. So that one... Completely went down the drain. CJ has like super awesome stories and a special guest here with us today too. So strap in for that. But I will get my shit out of the way first so that we can like concentrate on that the whole time. So instead, since everyone is a 10 piece chicken McNobody that I messaged, (laughs) instead I went to Google to just type in my name and see what the hell I can find. Well... Apparently, there was a a serial killer by the name of Wayne Nance in the 90s who, like, killed a whole bunch of people, hence serial. And the the last people he tried to kill, he, like, broke into this couple's house. It was, I don't remember the guy's name. It was, like, Doug or something. Doug and Chris Wells. And instead, they turned the tables and they, like, beat his ass and they killed him instead. Oh my god. Yeah. So That's yay. Yay for Chris Wells. She killed a serial killer. Very exciting. She did the world a service. That's badass. Legit. Like this guy, I mean, he killed a whole bunch of people. You'll I'll bleh. I will put a link up to the Wikipedia page on our uh, Facebook here in a little bit so you can delve deep into that. Like there should be a Netflix special on this guy. We're going to call them 
we're going to call Netflix and we're going to tell them about it. And it's, they're going to make another serial killer documentary and it's going to be all because of us. Yes. Like they don't need any more. <laughs> well, apparently Chris Wells is also a prominent LGBTQ plus activist as well up in like Canada or something. I think he's in like Alberta, but that's a Christopher. So I found a whole lot of shit about him. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And lastly, there's a character female named Chris Wells in a book called to kill and kill again. So I'm sensing a theme. Wow. Yes. A lot of killing. Apparently, but that is all I could dig up. I spent like three hours at work instead of working, Googling myself because people are losers and they don't answer to me. Well, look at it like this. You got paid to Google yourself. Yeah, I mean, I've been paid all week to work on my novel, too, because I've caught up on my work on, like, Monday morning. So I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) It is what it is. But, yeah, that's... That sums it up for me. If it was just me in this podcast, this would be a really quick episode. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like people who have your name are heroes. They're LGBT activists and also someone who murdered a serial killer. That's amazing. That's awesome. Exactly. There is so much pride going on. Right. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Punny. So punny. Punny. Yes. Punny. Indeed. Well. I learned that 95% of people thought I was a spammer with my little uh, message on Facebook, except for, Courtney, except for this Courtney Davenport. And I did have another response. It was, she eventually told me in the message that she's 19. So I guess she's probably like busy with college and all this other stuff. Cause I didn't really living her life. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really get a whole lot from her, but I did get one little story from her. Yay. Um, But, like, before we get started, can I just say, this is so cool with the whole three-way Skype thing. Like, I'm sure everyone else has been doing this for, like, (laughs) 15 years. But, like, I feel like we're on a three-way call in middle school, except I'm not, like, hovering in the background waiting on someone to talk shit. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like this is Jason on the other line, whom you've never met in your entire life, but you're pretty sure you're going to marry. Listen, he was a dreamboat, okay? Get off me. You got, do you still have his uh, school picture with like love Jason on the back of it? Shout out, Jason. I love you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, kidding. Kind of. No. <laughs> kind <don't>. of. <laughs> well, no. He was actually, hot. I don't know I, if he was real. He was, where would the school picture have come from? He was totally real. Just because there's a school picture does not mean there's a Jason. Look, don't crush my dreams, man. He was real. <laughs> Jason Caller, if you're listening. <laughs> right. That would be amazing. Just oh kidding. Not really. Call me. Yes. <laughs> he provided awesome. showerhead masturbation material for at least six months. <laughs> yes. Yes. You just went there. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. So, all right. Before I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna hijack this thing like I usually do. So I'm gonna let the other Courtney Davenport go on with her story. I think she has one, possibly two. So I'm gonna let her take it away. I actually, I, the more I thought about it, I have three. I don't yeah, know if you want to hear all three because they're very, very different. But before I even tell you about my three stories, I want to tell you that I actually know. An- of of another Courtney Davenport that lives what? in my town. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my so, god. So 
I am brown hair, green eyes. She is blonde hair, blue eyes. She's a family therapist. And oh. it's funny because this is not one of my stories, but I'm a member of Massage Envy. I don't know if you guys have those kind of things. Yeah. Like Massage Envy. I love it. It's a lifesaver. Mm. And so I get a call in the middle of work one day at 10 o'clock in the morning and they're like, hey, girl, you're late for your appointment. I'm like, uh, I wish I was laying on a table getting a massage right now, but <laughs> I did not make an appointment. <laughs> uh, it's in the middle of my work day. And they're like, no, you're right here, Courtney B. Davenport. I'm like, I'm Courtney A. Davenport. They're like, oh, that must not be you. And I knew there was another Courtney Davenport in town. And then later, months and months later, they said, oh, the other Courtney Davenport is here. I happened to show up. And she was coming out of her massage when I was going in. And I recognized her because I checked her out on the web. I was like, are you Courtney Davenport? She's like, yeah, you must be the other one. I keep hearing about you. And I'm like, oh, my God, we need to have coffee one day. And then I never saw her again. I love it. Creeper love is deeper love. I know. I mean, you know, we're just out here living that Courtney Davenport life all day, every day. You know, we need to get together and, and, yes. and talk. There's so. a lot of us on Facebook. I think I messaged 38 of us. I did not know it was that many. <laughs> yes. There was a couple of guys, but it was mostly girls. And yep. yeah. So out of 38 uh, messages, I got two responses. So there's that. Yeah, Courtney. So is shout a out for being popular cool. male name in Jamaica. I've no, I've I've found out. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. So my three stories. Um, I have one about me being mean to somebody as a kid. I have one that's very uh touching and very heartwarming about the day we bought my brought my baby brother home. Oh. And then I have another one that is really embarrassing. That. <laughs> Uh, normally people who become like friends, you know, like there's, you know, there's gates of friendship. You're like, Hey, you're cool. Like, Hey, I'll hang out with you a little bit. And then, you know, the hanging out happens and then they hear the story of the terrible 4th of July where things went wrong. And so <laughs> we're just going to fast forward to the like super close friendship with you guys. So maybe I will tell you that story. So which one do you want to hear? Let me know. Dude, I'm excited because she fits right in. So any of them works perfect. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I love this. I say, let's hear the touching story first so I can go ahead and cry and get it over with. Yeah. Boom. A lot of times I tear up when I tell the touching story. So oh, God. my little brother is 10 years younger than me. Almost. It, we're bo actually born in the same month. And he is adopted. And uh, my parents, they had me and they really, really tried to have a kid after me, but they just weren't successful. And so I remember us coming home from like a dinner one night and the phone ringing when we were coming in the door and my mom getting really, really excited because it was the social worker saying, we have a baby for you. They've been, they had been on the list for years and years and years and years, and they just didn't think they were going to get a call. So they had like two or three weeks to rush around and get ready to buy all of the baby, all of the things <laughs> that you buy, which is a lot for kid and, um, you know, let everybody know, hey, we're getting a new baby. And no, you know, it's coming in two, three weeks. Um, so baby, baby, like newborn. He was he was born in October. He was going to be two months old. This was all in December. Oh. So um, right before he was about to come home with us, they had called and they were like, hey, he's in the hospital because he has pneumonia. So we're just going to kind of keep an eye on him for a little bit. But the adoption date might be pushed depending on how he does. So, of course, my parents were super stressed about that. They had already had their heart set on him. And then um, so 
they called again like a couple days later and they were like, he has double pneumonia and we're really concerned he's not going to make it. And um, so my parents were super upset and very, very stressed. And that was, I think, on a Friday. And then by the time Monday or Tuesday came around, they were like, he got better. And so it was so awesome um, that he got better and we were able to take him home. So I remember the day we picked him up. This is like one of my best my favorite childhood memories. I remember what I was wearing, of course, because I'm a girl. I remember what I'm wearing <laughs> and all of my important life moments. <laughs> I was wearing and, you know, I have a feeling I'm older than the two of you. So I'm just going to say it's 19. <laughs> that I don't I, know. We're pretty old. <laughs> yeah, we're up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just leave it as up there then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my family's very southern, so I always say a southern woman never reveals her age or her biscuit recipe. Oh, so yeah. we'll just leave that. <laughs> but I was wearing this like button-down shirt that was bright yellow, and I have no business wearing yellow with my coloring, <laughs> and uh, a long skirt that matched the pattern of the shirt perfectly. And the shirt pattern had these like bright primary color ge- geographic like squares and it was just it was awful it was it was a terrible outfit um (laughs) but I'm sitting there and I'm at the social worker's office and I was in the office with my parents for a little while and I remember they're talking like grown-up things I'm 10 and then the social worker says you may want to send your daughter out to the waiting room because we're going to talk and I can't remember if it was like the money aspect or about his birth mother or what it was I don't remember I'm little so they shooed me out of the room So I go into the reception, which is a really big room, and I'm reading a magazine, and there's a woman who's the receptionist at a big reception desk by the door. And another woman comes in. She's got a bunch of laundry in her arms, and she stops and she talks to the receptionist, and they're chatting, 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 and I'm just sort of reading and not really paying attention but aware of what's going on around me. They're chit-chatting, and then all of a sudden, she takes the laundry and she sort of tips it a little bit. And then the receptionist reaches her hand in it. And I realize that there's a baby. And I realize that what she's holding is blankets. And there's a baby in there. And so immediately, I'm, I've got this magazine in front of me. And I I put it on my lap because I was like, I think I know what's going on here. And so then the woman walks from the reception right to the other side of the door where my parents are. And I knew in that moment that that was my baby brother. And so I jump up <laughs> from where I'm sitting. And I run to her. Because I want to see him. I want to be the first one to see his little face. And so she, poor thing, she's holding my baby brother with one arm with all these blankets. She's trying to calm down the jumping 10-year-old right next to her. Like, will you, can you, what, I need to open the door. Will you stop? <laughs> and I'm like, because ah, ah, I'm so excited. And she's also trying to open the door. But I was always bragging that I was the first one to see his little face. So, um, yeah, she opened the door and then I got to see the moment where my parents saw him too. So I, I love that memory. It's one of my favorites. And then part of that day, I have like, I have two little tiny quick things to tell about that day, which is also really awesome. My grandmother and my grandfather, we took, um, my brother straight to their house because I had a piano holiday party that day. And my grandparents lived close to my piano teacher's house where she would host a holiday party all of the students would kind of go up to the piano. We would we had picked a Christmas carol. We would play for everybody. And she had like punch and cookies and stuff. It was for little kids. 
So we go immediately from the adoption agency to my grandparents' house so that they could meet him. And my grandmother flings, we like knock on the door. My grandmother was probably holding her breath, waiting on the other side of the door. She flings the doors open and um, she just grabs my brother straight out of my mother's arms. And my mom's just standing there like, I just got him five minutes ago. Can you maybe... not take him away <laughs> right this second. Um, and my grandmother is just crying and she's like I never knew I would love him this much and she just like took him away to the back of the house and my mom I remember my mom standing there like okay well that just happened <laughs> and then the last part of that day which is really funny is so I go on to my my piano Christmas party and I'm so excited obviously this really big thing has happened in my family and I go up to my piano teacher and I'm like Miss Wyrenus we got a baby today and she's like you mean you you got some new dolls because I was really big into Cabbage Patch Kids I had like seven of them she goes you got a new baby doll and I go no we got a baby today we got a baby today it's a boy and she's like no, you didn't get a baby today. And I go, we got a baby today. And she looks at me and she goes, Courtney, it is not very nice to lie. (laughs) She stared me dead in my eye. And I was like, I'm not lying. She goes, I've seen your mother. She is not pregnant. It's not nice to lie. And I'm like, and then she walks away from me and I'm like, I'm not lying. And then when my mother comes to pick me up from the party, she obviously has my little brother. And my piano teacher is like, oh, my God, you have a baby. <laughs> yes, bitch, that's what I said. Right. My mom is like, we adopted him. We just picked him up today. She's like, oh, my God, I called your daughter a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing there like, hello. <laughs> so that's oh the story about the day we got my baby brother. Oh, that's I very like, sweet. Yes. I, he was like, when you're 10 years old and you get your little sibling, it's almost like you're a second mom. My mom got it totally like she had it made because I, I walked everywhere with him on my hip. I took care of him. I played with him. And she's like, I, I, okay, bye. Let me know if you need anything. You want to <laughs> feed it? Sure. Okay. Great. That's yeah. so weird. Like that's, here. that sounds like my life. Like my brother is 11 years younger than me and he was born in the same month as me as well. Actually, on the, on the same day, we have the exact same birthday. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, parents, parents, when they have their kids so far apart like that, man, they got it made with that second kid or third or however many. Because it's like you're old enough, like you're in there in the trenches, you're changing diapers and mm-hmm. you're doing some of the feedings and stuff. And ooh. Well, and then whenever I wanted something for Christmas and I thought I was too old to really play for it, play with it or ask for it, I would say, you know what he really wants for Christmas? The (laughs) McDonald's drive through playset. He told me he really (laughs) wants it. And then he gets it and I'm totally playing with it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's sweet. Yep. So that's my heartwarming story about my little brother. And now my little brother has actually speaking of same birthdays. Now my little brother has two kids and his little boy was just born last year on his birthday. So he oh got a baby boy for his birthday. That's <laughs> so weird. Oh my gosh. I know. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. So I'll tell the story about me being mean as a kid first, because the embarrassing story is probably the crescendo to this, <laughs> this uh, evening. Um, so As a kid, I was a really, really nice kid. My parents got really lucky with me. You know, I amused my baby brother. I really wasn't a whole lot of trouble to them at all. And 
I was just painfully nice to everybody. And fast forward now in my adult life, like I have a leadership position in my job and I've really had to make a conscious effort to not bury that part of me, but like be honest with people, even when I know it, it might, you know, hurt their feelings or make them sad because if you're going to be in a position of leadership, you need to be honest with people because clear is kind and you want them to get better. But Mm -hmm. that was a a thing I really had to overcome as a grown up because my mom's whole side of the family is from Georgia. And yes, I have like salty Georgia ladies in my family, of course, the bless your heart when you know (laughs) what they really mean and all that stuff. But my grandfather raised my mother in the whole, it's never, there's never a reason to be mean to people vein. And so she kind of passed that on to me. So I was just really nice to everybody all the time. My neighbor was the same age as me and the same grade as me. And she was mean, but we would play together all the time. I'm going to call her Allie. I won't tell her <laughs> real name. <laughs> We would play together all the time because she lived right next door to me. We were in the same grade. You know, we had stuff in common and friends in common. So she'd come over. And we had this little game we would play in my backyard. And we called it Stations. And I had a like a jungle gym type thing with swings and, you know, monkey bar things. And then like a little playhouse. And then there was this other thing that was, it was kind of like a porch swing. But it wasn't attached to the ceiling. It was attached to this PVC, like, these two triangles on the side that were connected by PVC pipes and then the swing would hang from the middle. So you could almost pick it up and move it around the yard. Um, So stations game was basically you would be either on the jungle gym or on the swing or in the house. And I would have my little Mickey mouse alarm clock in the backyard and I'd set it for five minutes and we'd play wherever we were. And then when the alarm went off, we'd switch. It was so silly. (laughs) We thought it was the most fun game ever and we played it for like hours. (laughs) So we had taken that. The reason why I was telling you about the swing is that we had taken the swing off of it and we had turned it on its side so that it was kind of mimicking, you know, the uneven parallel bars that gymnasts use. Yeah. You know, that lower bar and they'll do these, what they call hip circles where they'll, they're right at their hips and they go around the bar Mm-hmm. And they just do tricks on there. Well, we had kind of made it into that because both me and Allie were in gymnastics and dance. So we tipped it on its side to where there was a bar right there and we could do little hip circles and stuff. And we would weight it on the other side so that it wouldn't fall over. And so she, we were playing stations. She was on that PVC thing. And she was playing around and she had it right at her hips. And when the alarm went off, she wouldn't get off of it because she's mean. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, it's my turn to be on that thing. She's like, no, I'm not moving. I'm like, but it's my turn. And she's like, no, I'm not moving. So I don't know what came over little baby Courtney that day. Uh, but I had decided I had just had about enough of her. And so I kicked off whatever was holding the thing in place. And I pushed her straight down. So I, I lifted it up and her face met that, uh, that yard with a quickness. It was like, pop. And she <laughs> like busted her teeth <laughs> And she's crying and I'm instantly livid. Like, I don't know where it came from because I told you I'm super painfully nice, but I had just had enough of her shit that day. (laughs) And so I, yeah, I just, I tipped it straight over and she's crying and she's acting like she's such a victim and how could I? And oh my God, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me and I'm going home. (laughs) And so she runs home and I'm crying too because I'm like, my mother's going to kill me. I can't believe I did that. And she had left, she brought over like a baby carriage and some dolls. 
And so after I had calmed myself down a little bit, I still hadn't gone in the house and told my mother about what happened. I calmed myself down and I wheeled a little baby carriage over next door and Allie's mom answers the door and she's like strung out and frantic, obviously, because Allie's just come home in tears with busted tooth in the front. <laughs> and she's like, I cannot believe what you did. Did you really do this? And I was like, I'm sorry. You just tell I am so disappointed in you. I can't believe what you I'm sorry. And so then I eventually go home and I didn't tell my mother what I had done, that story, until I was like 25. because I was so I was scared and embarrassed and then I was I remember over the next couple days being shocked that she didn't come to me and like I just heard what you did to Allie did you really do this but nobody told her Allie's mom didn't say anything Allie didn't say anything she would come over again for years so she never found out and then I was much much older when I finally told my mom and do you know what my mother said to me what she's like that bitch deserved it (laughs) oh my god (laughs) right she going to learn today. She was mean. She was really <laughs> legit mean. Well, they probably, honestly, they probably didn't say anything because they were like, this little girl has been so nice. And then she just snapped and like busted up my shit. Like there ain't no telling what else she's capable yeah, of. Like I better know. just keep quiet. It had to have been terrified of you. I, I yeah. you she know was what? I'm like, going to go with that. Yeah. I mean, and I, thankfully those were her baby teeth. So it's not like. Oh, my God. <laughs> and every like, Courtney I've ever met has been a bully. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> and so not a bully. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. so that's uh, Allie and me being mean as a kid. So um, the final story is a really embarrassing one. Uh, and it has my little brother in it uh, years and years later. So my brother, I, I live in Florida. And um, we, my brother came to visit for a 4th of July and his favorite restaurant is Carrabba's. So we have a Carrabba's in South Sarasota that's near this bridge that the bridge takes you to the beach. And so our plan that night was to eat at Carrabba's and then we were going to leave the car at Carrabba's because a lot of people like to go watch the fireworks on the beach. So the parking's a mess and everything. We're like, well, we'll eat dinner and then we'll leave the car here and we'll walk. It's about maybe like a mile and a half up and over the bridge to the beach. Great plan. Sounds fun. So we eat at Carabas. I have like a sausage pasta type thing with some wine. It was great. Um, then we begin the walk. We walk to the beach. We have blankets and water and stuff. And we watch the fireworks and everything's great. As we're walking back to the car, um, there's a little, almost like a 7-Eleven right before this bridge that I'm telling you about. And I'm looking at it and I'm kind of like, I feel like I have to go to the bathroom, but I was in this throng of people and everything, you know, like when you're in a really big group of people and everybody's moving in one direction, it's like, if you break away from that throng of people, it's kind of a pain in the ass. And I was like, well, we're almost at the car. I'll be fine. So I just passed the 7-Eleven. Big mistake. (laughs) So um, we're on the way up the bridge and I'm, I'm feeling, you know, kind of uncomfortable, but I'm kind of all right. By the time we get at the top of the bridge, I turn to my little brother and I'm like, hey, so you know those car games we used to play as a kid when we were in the car and we were bored, like song games and all that stuff. Can we just start playing one right now? And he's like, why? I'm like, I really need to be distracted right now. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, all right, why? And I'm like, because I have to go to the bathroom. And he's like, okay, well, we're going to start playing a song game. And so we're, you know, we're 
playing a game or whatever and we're talking and we're at the top of the bridge and then as we're heading down on the other side of the bridge i'm really uncomfortable and then by the time i'm on flat land which is about another half mile to the car i know i'm in trouble (laughs) i know that there is a situation going on in my stomach so I have all these blankets and the, the water thermos and everything in my hands. And at this point, my head's on a swivel because I'm like, I'm going to have a problem. Like, I, I need to find a store or something, like anything that'll have a bathroom that I could go use. And there's not anything. There's like these closed businesses and these little tiny one-off um, professional buildings, like a, you know, 1,500 square foot little buildings and stuff. Nothing's open because it's nighttime. It's a holiday. And um, so I'm looking around, looking around. He's trying to play this car game with me. And I'm just like, I'm talking, but I'm looking and looking and looking. And then I see a little building. And my brother's in the middle of a sentence. And I just throw the blankets and everything right at his face. And I run behind this little tiny white building. I think it was a uh, lawyer's office or an accountant's office. Because I have to go. <laughs> it's coming out no matter what. So I run behind the building, which was white. Poor, poor thing. And um, I kick my shoes off all the way in front of me and my underwear and my shorts. And I lean up against the wall and just everything came out. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, no. That's amazing. It was oh, awful. No. And then if you've never been to Florida, have you ever been to Florida? Do you guys live in Florida yeah. or anything? We live in Tennessee, but I I go to Florida like often, probably once a year I, at right. least. So I if you there. if you live near the beach, a lot of times if people don't want to pave, you know, a driveway or something because it's expensive, they'll use like broken shell mm-hmm. that you can drive over. So of course. This area, the parking area behind this little building is all broken shell. And I kick my um, flip-flops like far in front of me when I lean up against the building because I don't want anything to get on them. And so my feet are like getting hurt and cut on all these uh, broken shell, but I do not give a damn. Uh, So I'm just like leaned up against the building in kind of a squatty position and just everything comes out. And and I turned around and looked at it and it was like a dark line in a little pile. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> awful but there was no stopping oh it so I took my underwear and I kind of crumbled it up and like put it on top of the pile I don't know why there was nothing on my underwear but I just felt like it needed to like have a little cover kind of like when um like if someone murders somebody they love and they pull a sheet over it or something yeah. <laughs> so good night sweet prince yeah left I don't yeah, want to see their face I'm too ashamed oh god yeah I just wanted to cover it I wanted to cover my shame and um, so, yeah, I put all my clothes back on and everything, and I walk back around the building to the very bewildered looks on my husband and younger brother's face, like, did you just... And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. I 100% did. And they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, we need to keep moving because I don't know if anyone's going to try and stop me. I don't know if there were any cameras back there, but we need to move <laughs> to the car. I mean, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Please and thank you. And they were like, I can't believe you did that. And I said, would you rather me have done it in your car? Because it, there is no choice here. <laughs> it it was happening. It's like that scene in Bridesmaids when she's in the yes. street. And she's like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> there's literally like, oh, my God, I've been there. Like, there's nothing you can do. No. Was it food poisoning from Carabas? Um, No, I had a really bad habit until recently of eating uh, bullshit that I should not. That's my problem. 
oh. like uh, <laughs> peas and there was a reason I told you that I had a sausage pasta. To this day, with some of my friends, they will nickname me Spicy Sausage sometimes. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> We've got a friend who's nicknamed Marinara kind of for the same reason. Yep, I feel yeah, that. Except, except hers is the other end. Like, she, if she has the red sauce and then oh. she drinks, she always barfs it up and her oh. is, like bright red. It's really sad. That has got to taste <laughs> horrendous coming back up the other end. That is yeah. <laughs> So the um, the button on this story is, this is a holiday, and I think it was during the week, so I go back to work the next day. And um, I'm at my desk, and my phone rings, and I answer it, and the person on the other line says, yeah, hi, is this Courtney Davenport? And I go, yes, it is. And they go, this is Officer So-and-so from the police department. No. Um, no. And we need to talk to you about your whereabouts on July 4th. And I, I was kind of like, what's this pertaining to? And they said, well, we found some DNA evidence behind a building. And then instantly, because of my line of work, I know that you can't, you don't submit something for DNA and have it turn around in less than 24 right. hours. I know that CSI makes it look really cool and easy, but that is not how yeah. it works in the real world. And that's Even, not a cheap test. Like, they're not going to go after somebody for shitting behind a building. Right. Even... <laughs> Like the fingerprints. <laughs> I've had to, um, you know, ask, ask, you know, police officers for fingerprint stuff when buildings are broken into and stuff. And they're like, yeah, that's like months almost because things just get backlogged. So when he said, we found some DNA evidence, I was I asked one more question because I wanted to hear him talk. And I was like, Joe, shut the fuck up. And he's like, ah, <laughs> it was a friend of mine. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! You it. literally had my butt cheeks clenched for a minute. I was scared. Uh, I heard. I, know, I heard you go. Like, <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, she going to jail? Oh my god, my girl's going to jail. I gotta go bail out Courtney Davenport. <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> yep. So, oh my god. Yeah. To this day, like I said, some of my friends they used to joke with me. They're like, "If you ever join roller derby, we're gonna make your name spicy sausage, put it on the back of your jersey." And I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> I don't want to hear it from you. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to know, what did you use to wipe with if you left your underwear behind on the pile? Actually, I think now that I think about it, I think I wiped with my underwear and that's why I left and it. And then left it? Yeah, because I didn't have, I did look around and was looking like for like a big leaf or something, but I was like, yeah. watch me pick the one ridiculous leaf that's got like poison ivy or some junk on it. Like, right. no, here's a I mean, perfectly like, good pair your... of underwear. Like, what was your other option? Like, Frito scoop it with a, like, sharp shell? Oh, like, oh, no. No. <laughs> and I remember I really liked those underwear. I was sad. I was like, oh, oh, R.I.P. No. cute Victoria's Secret underwear. Boo. Oh. <laughs> but Damn. even now, like, I felt guilty the next day because I, I work in, like, property management. And I know somebody had to clean that up. And I almost mailed them, like, a check or something. But then I was like, if I mail them a check... <laughs> Then they've got my name and my address, and I'm not just going to put cash in an envelope. Like, what am I supposed to do? But I feel bad about it because somebody <laughs> did have to clean that up. Somebody showed up to work the next day and went to go park in their spot and was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's amazing. I had to power wash oh that God. off the side of the building. I felt bad. I felt guilty. See, yeah. I'm a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh I'm so good. 
That's the ABCs of this Courtney Davenport. Ray. That's amazing. Totally, <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell uh, the other Courtney Davenport story, the other one that wasn't uh, that didn't join us. So before, <laughs> before you get into that, can I talk about if you wanted to start your own podcast? Yes. Of course. Well, when CJ and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show onto all the apps that people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. We use Anchor because we live over an hour away and it brings us together as if we're in the same room. So if, and also it's like really super easy to upload to and you can also track some of your um, analytics and all fun stuff like that. So if you've ever wanted to start a podcast to make money doing it, go to anchor.com. I'm sorry, anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast, and I can't wait to hear this other Courtney story. (laughs) Okay, so this girl, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how this works, but apparently her ex-boyfriend, so he's, he's in college, and he's in this class, and his next class is like, like basically like three miles walking distance, like on the other side of campus. And it is like pouring down rain. I mean like torrential downpours. And apparently he's on like really good terms with his professor because his professor gives him the keys to his car and says, here, you can use my car to drive across campus to your other class. Just bring it back when you're done, when your other class is over with. Wow. So yeah, I'm like, I'm imagining like the kind of relationship that like, I don't know if y'all watch shameless, but like the kind of relationship that like lip Gallagher has with that like drunken professor of his that they're always (laughs) running around together. Like it's gotta be like that. I can't imagine any professor anywhere saying, here's the keys to my car. Like go take it. Have fun. Maybe that (laughs) professor wanted to be like the young, cool professor. Oh yeah. Here's my car. You want to use my apartment? Sure. Yeah. It had to be. So. Uh naturally i mean the the other courtney davenport is 19 so i'm assuming her ex-boyfriend is probably about the same age so naturally does he take the car to the other side of campus for his class and bring it back no he drives two and a half hours (gasps) in this car (laughs) leaving his professor at the school in this giant storm drives two and a half hours to court other courtney davenport's house and has sex with her in the back backseat of this car and then drives it back to his professor and gives the car back to him crusty nastiness in the backseat and all I have questions (laughs) I know I did too question the first uh did she know that that was his professor's car or was she like oh you rented something fun okay (laughs) I don't know I don't know like I had questions too like and but like our last message she didn't respond so I was like you cannot leave me hanging like this. There are so many loose ends that need to be tied up. Like, 
I, I, I don't even know where to start. Like, how? How did this happen? What kind of car was it? I also want to know that. <laughs> she didn't say that either. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and was this planned? Like, why? Okay, why? Maybe this is just the old person in me talking. Because I, I was a teenager once. I had a lot of sex and a lot of cars. It's not fun. And I made a vow to myself that when I was a grown-up and I had my own house, I wasn't going to have sex in cars anymore <laughs> because it's not fun. So I'm like, did she, like, what was going on in that house that they couldn't have sex in the house like a normal couple? Like, why did they, like, he drove to her house, but they had to have sex in the car. Like, you know, you just, like, pull up and text her, like, I'm here. Maybe in the back. <laughs> it's a van, and he's got like pillows and blankets laid out in the back of the van, and like some nice music on the radio. That. He's got the, you know, the little um, hanging pine tree thing. He's bought the one that's like jasmine yes. and smelling or something. Yes. And it's brand new, fresh out the package. Oh yeah, he's pimped out that van. He is ready for her. <laughs> like that's that's what I'm telling myself. This wasn't just any like, this was not a Civic. Or a Corolla, because that would be, you know, when you when you leave loose ends like this, you expect somebody to tie them up. It's just what happens. So <laughs> it was not a Corolla. It was not a Civic. I'm picturing like, you know, one of those 1987 old painters vans with no no windows. And yeah, like yeah. And up. on a teacher's salary. Right. <laughs> you know it wasn't a nice car. You know it had like some gym clothes in the back seat. You know that this was not a great experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, physics question. So if this is like a tiny little coupe or something like you were saying, it wouldn't, you know, it's uncomfortable. But if it's like a van, because I too have had sex in the back of a van, if you get going, like you start rocking the whole thing. So right. <laughs> somebody, I mean, the van will physically move back and forth on top of the yeah. tires. So somebody outside must have been like, something is going on in that van. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. I know, like, growing up, like, you know, me and my very first boyfriend and everything, like, we'd drive home, like, okay, curfew is at midnight. So we've pulled in the driveway at midnight. We're golden, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody said I had to come in the house. Like, <laughs> I'd be sitting out in the driveway for two and a half hours. Like, did I really come in the house at 2.30 in the morning and think that my parents didn't know what I had been doing in the driveway for two and a half hours? Dude, that is a veteran teenage move. Like, was I really that stupid? That's like when you're playing tag or something and you touch home base and you think that that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm touching home. I'm touching it. You see, you can't get me now. Right. I, I think... As teenagers, we all had sex in places that we probably had no business having sex. My I, my mother used to sleep on the porch because, like I said, I live in Florida. She liked to sleep in Arctic conditions, like penguins ice skating around her. And she was <laughs> the only one in the house that liked it like that. So when they had a window rattler in my back porch. And she made a little bed out there and she would sleep out there all the time. And it was freaking freezing. So I had a sliding glass door right to where she was sleeping in my bedroom. And yeah, my, me and my teenage boyfriend would have sex right there. And I must have thought I was so cool and so quiet. Probably not. <laughs> and she was probably laying out there in her little bed going, this is nasty as fuck. I'm just trying to like live my life out here. I'm just trying. And I'm hearing nasty amateur porn in the next room <laughs> maybe that window rattler was too so loud that maybe she didn't hear anything i don't know i don't know oh my god but we could make a, an entire podcast episode about like 
places we had sex that we shouldn't have. Oh, I want to invite me back for that. I got some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking like off the top of my head, like I got some, I got some places that like I had no, like how, how am I even still here? How did I not get arrested for <laughs> indecent exposure or something? Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. So I think, I think that's all about all I've got. Well, speak this. So this is a, just a little quick thing that I remembered um, from back when I had my first husband's last name. So I used to be Courtney Elliott mm-hmm. and I don't know other Courtney. I don't know if you've ever been to Nashville, but there's a, um, there's a bar downtown called wild horse saloon. And it's I like know Nashville uh, really well. I actually go there a lot for work. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. That's like, it, I mean, it, we're only, well, I'm only about 30 miles from Nashville. Oh girl, we're going to um, have to meet up with them for a drink. Yes, yes. At Wild Horse. <laughs> oh, I would love that so, because I really like line dancing a lot. I'm a dancey person. I like it. Oh, shit. I am. Um, I, I go every single weekend. Oh, my God. We it's, definitely need to go. I actually, the thing it. I'm. You two are the same person, I swear. <laughs> Isn't that friends. bizarre? It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, all week long, the reason, I mean, I, I was, when you and I were communicating about the podcast, I was like, well, I have a workout class that I take, you know, yeah, I could make a nine o'clock my time. Well, I'm addicted. There's a hip hop dance fitness class here in town and I take it like four days a week. I'm at that place like six hours a week. It's crazy. Oh I my love, gosh. Yeah. It's really, really fun. And I'm like a That's nice awesome. professional person. And so when people that I work with or are work adjacent, they want to come and I'm like, okay, but I cannot be held responsible for the girl you see when I'm in that room because she's oh a different God. person. <laughs> Seriously. Like, <laughs> so we went, we went dancing this weekend, like we always do. And like Nashville is like a, like a maybe three or four times a year deal for us just because it's I mean it is 30 miles away so you got the whole uber thing it's expensive to park it you know you got to pay cover and all that so like on just a regular weekend like last weekend we'll go to Murfreesboro and there's a place called Whiskey Dicks where we go all the time and ladies get in free till nine and it's free beer till 11 so if you play your cards right you don't even have to spend any money which I love that Amazing. But they stamp your hand when you walk in and they, it's a big obnoxious stamp that says whiskey dicks. And I don't know, they just used like some really, really permanent ink last Friday, but I have scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed. It is still <laughs> on my hand. And I work for a, I work for a doctor. I'm a, I'm a um, office manager at a dental office. And so first thing Monday morning, I'm sitting there, there's a patient in front of me. I'm trying to schedule an appointment and my boss comes up and he's like, what's that on your hand? And I like covered it up because I've got like this patient in front of me. I didn't want to be like, it's my stamp from the bar, you know. Is it your mouse hand? The the hand that you use the mouse in? Oh, my God. How could you hide that? Oh, my God. Of course it is. It is. It was my right hand. So I was like, oh, I went to a festival this weekend. I mean, and like he knows, like my boss knows that I go dancing. He he knows I'm always out there, but I didn't want to say it in front of the patient and be like, yeah, I went to the bar this weekend, you know, <laughs> try to be professional. But anywho, so <clears throat> back in the day when I had my first husband's last name, I was Courtney Elliott and <laughs> we used to go to Wild Horse all the time. Well, we still do. And uh, there's actually a dance instructor there and her name is Courtney Elliott. And so oh my gosh. Me and my me and my friend just went to um, Fort Worth because they have the biggest honky tonk in the world there, 
And so naturally we made the trip so we could go dance there. And we told everybody that, that we worked at Wild Horse and that we were dance instructors from Wild Horse and we came <laughs> away from Nashville to visit the world's largest honky-tonk. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, when we and, travel, we like to pretend we're other people. Yeah, it's kind of a thing we do. Yeah. Didn't everybody in college have like a bar name that you instantly gave out to guys when you really didn't want them to contact you or know you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mine Definitely. was Allison or Mallory because somebody had mistaken. Somebody used to call me Allison like a teacher because I looked like another girl named Allison. So I just went with that. Allison or Mallory. <laughs> nice. I was always Roxy with two X's and an I with the heart over the I. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> right. I was Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. That's very classy. Charlotte Star with two Charlotte R's. Star. Yeah, with two R's. That almost sounds like you wear clear heels for a living. <laughs> yeah. You're closer yeah. than you think. Ah. Yeah, you should, you should go back and listen to whatever episode that is. What do you know it off the top um, of your off the top of What's my head? That episode where we were talking about our side hustles. Yeah, hang on, let me scroll through. Episode man, six. Six. I don't yeah. think it's cool anymore. I was almost a Hooters girl, but man, that is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was, no, no, no. I was not a stripper. Yeah, um, let's just make that clear. I, was, it was much I would respect that. that. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. Uh, of money. <laughs> it was, yeah, this it was is not actually, respectful. if you can imagine, it was actually in some ways even freakier than being a stripper. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm going to go back and listen to episode six now. I, I have to do it immediately. <laughs> episode six, check it out. Mm. Yeah. Nice plug for episode six. Yes. Oh, speaking, speaking of, of plugs, plugging, mm. yeah, we need to, I need you to shout out your husband's um, podcast. Yes, that is so nice. Thank you. Um, so he's actually recording in the other room right now. Um, his podcast <laughs> is called The Hollywood, The Hollywood Outsider. And they actually won an award a couple of years ago, like People's Choice yeah. podcast, um, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. It's got a website and um, they talk about movies and television, all things entertainment. There were a couple adjacent podcasts uh, that the the main guy, Aaron, did. I was on a couple of them. Uh, one of them was called Remake This Movie Right. And it's unfortunately not being made anymore, but I loved that podcast and the premise it was uh, we would take a movie that Hollywood is in the process of remaking and, but that's not quite out yet. And then we would uh, redo the story a little bit, recast it, talk about what worked in the first movie and what needed to be changed. And then at the end of the podcast, they would actually have a movie trailer that was like professionally done. So it was really, really cool. And I missed that podcast a lot, but I got to do the one about the movie splash because apparently there's a remake in the works for splash. You will never believe. Have you heard anything about it? No. Guess who's playing the mermaid? Ooh. Channing Tatum. They're they're switching nice. the genders. <laughs> it's Channing Tatum as the mermaid. And then, oh, my God, I don't remember her name, but she's, oh, I feel so bad about this. She's a comedian. She's uh, blonde. <sighs> I'm going to have to. No, but she's kind of like her body type is like that, but she's older. She was in that movie with English. Scarlett. No, she was in the the um, the movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson about the bachelorette party that went terribly wrong a couple years oh, ago. Damn, I saw that movie, too. She's got she... blonde. Your listeners are like screaming at their phones right now. The exact <laughs> All name. Two of them. I, 
Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't recall it. And I feel terrible about that. I feel like it's not a Leslie or something, but it's something like that. Um, but she's the the chick. And so that's weird. I don't love that oh. remake idea. But we did uh, Flatliners before it came out. And we did some others. And then I've been on The Hollywood Outsider, which we affectionately called The Ho because it's Hollywood <laughs> Outsider. I love so, it. Um, I like I've been it. on that one a couple times, too, because they did an all-female episode. They did one about tearjerker movies and one about post-apocalyptic movies and stuff. So it's been fun. I've gotten to do them. and But he's the the real professional uh, which is funny because I was the first one to listen to podcasts in our relationship, and I'm the one who introduced them to him. And now he's like, Mr. Podcast, wouldn't you go figure? That's I know. Awesome. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I mean, I added his uh, or I joined his group on Facebook. So I've I've enjoyed seeing all the stuff that he posts. He posts a lot like he's he's into it. Yeah. And it's always like, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got it going on. He's <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Oh, that's so sweet. I'll tell him that. And also, he's never met a misspelled word he doesn't love because I love that man, but he cannot spell. <laughs> Bless his little heart. Oh, I was no really way. hoping that his name was Chris because my oh, husband's name funny. is Chris. I was like, how bizarre would that be? <laughs> that would be bizarre if they were related somehow. But oh, I, don't, I don't think we're related to anybody in Tennessee. We have family in North Carolina. And is family it Kate McKinnon? Here. Is that who... No, but I'm going to look this up. Y'all better. That's what like, I'm trying to do. Fill, yeah, <laughs> fill the time here because I want to know. Elena Glazer, Jillian no. Bell. Jillian Bell. Clark. I think that's it. Jillian Bell. Jillian Let Bell. me look at her picture real quick. There's not Is even it? a picture of her on Wikipedia. That's so sad. Oh. Womp womp. It is. I think it is Jillian Bell. Yes. Yes. I recognize her. She's in things. I know that's helpful. She's in things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, Googled Splash Remake. It's a picture of Channing Tatum and uh, come on. What is your name? I'm in images only. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so do they have it like, is he a merman or did they have him dressed up like a girl? That would be amazing, but no, he is going to be a merman. They're switching the genders, and it is Jillian oh, okay. Bell. I just looked okay. it up. Yay! I feel so I much was, better. We don't for a minute. I was like, I'm knowing. Tatum and drag. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, do you remember that old movie, Too Wong Fu? Thanks for everything. One of my uh, favorites. It's so. I mean, Patrick Swayze made a gorgeous woman. He was better <laughs> looking than I am most days. Oh, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> He was gorgeous. All right. Well, CJ, what did you learn this episode? I learned that just because somebody's nice all the time, like, don't cross them. They'll fuck up your shit. They <laughs> will fuck you up. Out. Right? <laughs> Knock out your teeth. Right. Well, I learned two things. I learned that even though the cops can't turn around DNA evidence in 24 hours, you probably still shouldn't poop on the side of the building. <laughs> and I also learned that all Courtney Davenports are fucking rad, and I demand a Courtney <laughs> convention. Yes. Aww. Well, and I think I, that I learned it. that I might have two new people to hang out with the next time I go to Nashville and dance yes. with and get I'm super sweaty so, and crazy with. So I'm, I'm so, so down. Yeah. Yes. Kid Rock's on the time you're in town. We'll have to take lots of pictures. Yes. For sure. <laughs> that will definitely be a Facebook Live event for the ages. <laughs> That, that would awesome. be awesome. Yeah, I would like that. Let's see. Next episode coming up, we are 
going to discuss um, some hotel fiascos we have had uh, instead of a hot mess we'll call it a tabasco fiasco um, (laughs) that we've encountered in hotel rooms we've gone over a couple of ours anyways but we have some stories from our listeners submitted about their absolutely horrible uh, bugs and thugs type of things that have happened at hotels so that's what you can look forward to next episode which should come out here in about two weeks I think last time we talked about hotel stays, we were more just talking about trips in general. Yeah. And uh, just to just to tease a little bit of what is to come, um, I had a story, a hotel fiasco happen, let's see, what was this, three or four weekends ago? And surprisingly, I and I almost told it tonight because <laughs> her, uh, Courtney's, uh, shit on the wall story (laughs) reminded me of this oh fantastic if that gives you any indication of what this story is about you might want to tune in next time for sure definitely tune in and remember to always say yes to adventures because they become stories and in the end that's all we are night peace night this concludes our broadcast day good night And God bless America.